back with you for another hour plus one. That's two hours of Southern talk all about the South. This is y'all. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you. We've got our ACC report coming up in just a few minutes. Later this hour, we're going to go to South Carolina, where an insider with the Clemson Tigers is going to join us. Zach Lentz covers Clemson for Sports Illustrated SI Now site and ClemsonMaven.com, his website. And he's going to come on to talk about the Tigers who enjoy an open week this weekend. Clemson fell from number one to number two in college football after a tough game against the North Carolina Tar Heels last weekend we'll also get zach lentz's take on all things acc including the week six action all that coming up later this hour in the second hour of today's y'all show we'll have hashtag huddle blue and precious harris will be dropping by with her report from music row in nashville tennessee what's going on in country music precious harris has your answer our number if you want to connect to us on the y'all show is 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com our email address is y'all show at y'all.com and there are just great ways on social media to find us our facebook page is y'all.com and if you have an iphone or an ipad we've got a couple of really cool apps that are free of charge that you can kind of keep up with the y'all show it might be the iheart radio app the TuneIn radio app or the apple podcast app all are on there just go with search for y'all show and you'll see us right there our pretty little logo and you'll be all set to listen to the y'all show each and every day well we're glad that you could join us let's get into the headlines we got a busy busy show and we start out today with our news stories and in dallas texas on tuesday the former dallas police officer who killed her neighbor was found guilty of murder and Amber Geiger now found guilty in sentencing to come for her role in shooting her neighbor in September of 2018. Her upstairs neighbor, of course, this has been a very well-publicized case. She evidently went into the wrong apartment, and Botham Jean was in his own apartment, and she shot him to death. And on, Monday, on Tuesday, she was found guilty and convicted of murder in Dallas, Texas. And a lot of people are reacting to that. I don't want to go into it all that much here with my own opinion. You can have your own opinion on this case. I was really stunned that she was found guilty because, first of all, she is a police officer. And I don't think she really meant to kill the guy, but she certainly did some dumb things. Like, I don't think she gave first aid to the guy from what I remember. I didn't follow this case completely, but she didn't do her part to save his life. And she just kind of acted dumb because... I mean, in her defense, she probably was stunned. I mean, she just killed a guy, and she killed him in his own apartment. And definitely some things. I'm sure this will go to appeal, and I'm not sure she'll ever truly be sentenced the way that some may want to sentence if she ends up appealing. But right now, she's been found guilty of murder, and we'll find out what happens next with her sentencing out of Dallas, Texas. A teen in Florida was killed while protecting his younger sister during a home invasion, and now they're saying that this young teen died a hero. And 15-year-old Kyler Edmond was his sister's keeper. This happened in Port Charlotte, Florida. Investigators say 27-year-old Ryan Cole broke into a home on Thursday afternoon of last week and got into a violent struggle with Edmond, who was protecting his 5-year-old sister. Investigators haven't said how Edmond died, but Cole was stabbed several times before running from the house. Neighbors called 911 before seeing an injured man walking along the street and he was arrested and hospitalized he's being held on burglary charge and additional charges are expected a gofundme account raised over twenty thousand dollars for edmund's family but again this teen a 15 year old kyler edmund 
protecting his little sister and in the end he dies protecting that little sister there in port charlotte florida disturbing story there a georgia attorney who's wanted in his mother's fatal stabbing has now been caught in the state of tennessee and authorities tracked down 44 year old richard merritt in nashville where he was arrested this week and he's a disbarred attorney wanted for murdering his mother and he was caught after seven months on the lam he was the subject of a nationwide manhunt, changed his appearance by growing his hair out, and was convicted in January of defrauding several clients by settling their lawsuits without telling them and then using the settlements on personal expenses such as vacations and sports cars. After being sentenced to a 15-year prison sentence, a judge allowed him to remain free for two weeks to get his affairs in order, and instead he cut off his ankle monitor and then fled the state. And went on a February 6th police, went to his mother's home in Stone Mountain, Georgia, where he had lived. And they found her dead. She'd been stabbed to death. But again, after months on the run, this disbarred attorney from the state of Georgia called in Nashville. That's great news. We also can tell you that that Arkansas inmate that we reported on earlier in the week who was missing, a guy who had already escaped from prison 10 years ago, well, he has been found. And this is a convicted killer, Calvin Adams. And in Brickies, Arkansas, he went missing this week. Well, guess what? Officials found him Tuesday hiding underneath a large ventilation hood on the prison roof. And that's great news at East Arkansas Regional Unit in Brickies, which is not far from Memphis, about 110 miles east of Little Rock. And the fence wouldn't, couldn't be cut. And if it's deadly, if it's touched. And so the guy was pretty much stuck on the roof. Surveillance video showed him in the prison's boiler room at 1215 Monday. And he was missing during the unit check a few hours later. And for a day, his whereabouts were a mystery. A lot of people thought, well, here's this guy, Calvin Adams, getting out of prison again. But luckily, that prison stood firm and he did not escape. And I'm sure with almost 100 degree temperatures in East Arkansas this week, it wasn't the most pleasant place to be there after he got out and on the roof. Well, Tuesday was the 95th birthday of former President Jimmy Carter, a guy who survived cancer in the last couple of years and has just done so much to help out his fellow Americans and certainly his fellow Georgians and fellow Southerners. And he reached a milestone in which he becomes the oldest former president, living to be 95 years young. He still lives in Plains, Georgia, and he didn't have any kind of public celebration on Tuesday. But he had plenty to say recently, warning that re-electing President Trump would be a disaster and expressing hopes that his Carter Center will become a more forceful advocate against armed conflicts in the future. He says he just wants the whole world at peace. Well, President Carter, uh, we're doing pretty good these days. We're certainly less uh, in less conflicts now than we were 5, 10, 15 years ago, but uh, still not totally there. We would all like to live in a world of peace, but... He's 95 years young, and he said that he'll be voting Democrat in the general election of next year. By then, he'll be 96 years young in 2020. Well, President Trump, you need to go down to Plains, Georgia, and see if you can't get Jimmy Cotta, the peanut guy, to vote for you come November of 2020. Hey, some business news, and we want to let you know that a 16-day strike by auto workers, some of which happened right here in the South, it's cost General Motors about a billion dollars. And a part shortage has forced the company to close a pickup truck and transmission plant in the country of Mexico. 
and the production at the factories in Mexico ended on Tuesday, and that affects 6,000 workers in that country. The strike has cost GM just over a billion dollars thus far. J.P. Morgan Ryan Brinkman estimated Tuesday in a note to investors. The plant shutdowns mean that GM has lost any new supplies of its light-duty Chevrolet Silverado, the company's top-selling U.S. vehicle. Earlier, GM had closed this engine plant in Mexico, and this assembly plant in Canada also had to close due to the strike. But a lot of UAW workers not very happy with what's going on, and these strikes are certainly affecting the bottom line with General Motors. A, as U.S. manufacturing activity, we got a report on that. It sank to its lowest level in 10 years as the factory activity hit its lowest level. As President Trump's trade wars take a toll on American and global manufacturing, the Institute for Supply Management, an association of purchasing managers, said on Tuesday that its manufacturing index shrank for the second straight month to just below 48% in the month of September, down from 49% in August. Any reading below 50 signals that the sector is contracting. Investors on Wall Street reacted immediately as the reported slowdown in manufacturing fanned fears of weakening global growth. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, which was up this mor- on Tuesday morning, plunged more than 200 points to 26,739 after that report was released. But unfortunately, manufacturing activity sinking pretty low right now, all because of what's going on internationally with trade and the proposals of tariffs and things like that maybe maybe it will all get straightened out much sooner than later hey we want to give you a business update here for a company that's got a large presence in the southeast and kind of headquartered in louisville kentucky ups has received permission from the government to become a drone airline no more brown guys uh, guys in brown sexy what they're kind of known for this i don't i don't mean to demean here but UPS guys are known to be kind of a, the, the the fellows that deliver for UPS, kind of the sex symbols out there making those great deliveries. Well, they might end up getting replaced by drones if some have their way, as UPS has won the approval of the government to operate a nationwide fleet of drones, which will let UPS expand deliveries on hospital campuses and move it one step closer to making deliveries to consumers and all kinds of regulatory obstacles remain. But UPS, as other operators are also testing drones, can fill the sky over cities and suburbs with drones carrying goods to people's doorsteps. That's that's the plan. UPS said Tuesday that its drone subsidiary was awarded this airline certificate last week by the Federal Aviation Administration. So, hey, another new thing in the air, perhaps coming and bringing you, or in this case, hospitals, to start out with. That, that kind of makes sense. Maybe giving key elements, maybe some key medicine and things like that via drone to these hospitals. A rabies vaccine has been issued to East Tennessee, and you won't believe how it got there. It's been dropped by air. These rabies vaccine packets dropped from the air in border counties in the eastern Tennessee, East Tennessee, Western North Carolina area, as these packets dropped in 18 border counties of Tennessee this month. It, these these rabies vaccine packets are fish meal coated packets intended to prevent the distribution of rabies in wild raccoons, and they'll be starting to drop from the skies. Actually, the let's see, it'll be on tomorrow. Actually, it'll be on Thursday. These packets will drop from the sky as part of an annual program by the USDA. 
and they'll be distributed in counties like Bledsoe, in McMinn County, Ray County, also in Sullivan and Washington counties, among other counties in East Tennessee. And if you see a helicopter flying over in some of your early, in some of your counties like Bradley County and in the Chattanooga area, Hamilton, where Chattanooga is located, if you see helicopters flying around, throwing stuff out in the woods, probably there are these rabies vaccine packets. And then they'll be distributed in very rural areas via airplane over the next couple of weeks up until October 20th and other parts of the state of Tennessee. If you or your pet finds a vaccine bait package, can find your pet and look for other baits in the area, wear gloves or use a towel and toss baits into a wooded or fence arrow area. These baits should be removed from where your pet could easily eat them. Eating the baits won't harm your pet, but consuming several baits might upset your pet's stomach. So good to know if you're in East Tennessee and perhaps some of these might fall over across the border into North Carolina. But we want to control rabies in East Tennessee, and these vaccine packets might be a great way to do that here as we approach winter. A cold front is coming. We want to let you know that, and that might help out with rabies prevention and things like that. It's been very, very hot here in most of the Mid-South and throughout some of the eastern portions of Dixie over the last few days. The National Weather Service is holding out hope that a cold front A real cold front will push into the south by Monday of next week, and it will bring cooler temperatures and a lot more rain across the southeast. So keep that in mind if you're out sweating today or you're wondering is winter or even fall ever actually going to arrive. A cold front is headed the way of you here over the next couple of days, and you'll see temperatures like next week they're forecasting temperatures in the 60s in parts of kentucky missouri and even in south florida the high will be somewhere around mid 80s and georgia like atlanta somewhere around mid 70s for next week that's next week though this week you're pushing mid 90s in a lot of the southeast a dozen young men are now charged in connection with the alleged rapes of two underage teens at Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama. Investigators say two underage girls between the ages of 12 and 16 engaged in numerous sex acts with men who were between the ages of 18 and 22, and these rapes occurred on or near the campus of JSU in Alabama. Nine people were initially arrested last month on charges of second-degree rape and sodomy. Three more people charged as the investigation continues. At least some of the instances occurred in university dormitories, again, here at Jacksonville State University in Jacksonville, Alabama. A very, very disturbing story. And as we wrap up our headlines, hey, it's one thing to go buy a beer at a football game and be prepared to spend a lot of money, but golly, a Miami Dolphins fan was charged, get this, $724 for two beers bought at the stadium, at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. 33-year-old Nathan Collier completed his purchase with a personal card reader and not with the device vendors at the stadium are supposed to use. And this vendor who sold him the beers has now been arrested and charged with the sale of these two beers for $724. The two beers should have cost the fan about $19, but now 33-year-old Nathaniel Collar has been taken into custody, and he is being charged with this terrible thing. He had used a square credit card reader in his possession to buy the beer or to sell the beer to these Dolphin fans and this one guy 
taking that $724 hit. I bet those beers weren't even that good, even at $724, if I had to take a guess. And you need a lot more than beer if you're going to go to a Miami Dolphins game this year. The Dolphins might be the worst team in football history here in 2019. And that is a look at what's going on across the Southeast. When we come back after the break, we've got our ACC report You don't want to miss that. It's going to be filled with great information from the Atlantic Coast Conference. And later this hour, we'll have Zach Lentz of ClemsonMaven.com dropping by with a report on the Clemson Tigers and other happenings in what's going on in week six of ACC football. That's all ahead. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. The Duke Blue Devils had a great Week 5 win in Blacksburg, Virginia. Welcome back. It is y'all. It is our ACC Spotlight and recapping the fun of Week 5. Yes, Duke went up to Lane Stadium, and we'll tell you about the historic event that happened with Duke's victory on Friday night of last weekend. But the Devils, man, they bedeviled the Hokies 45-10 what a thumping there against the Hokies by David Cutcliffe's team. And that was on Friday. Then when you move to Saturday of last weekend, it was a great game in South Bend. But unfortunately for the ACC's Virginia Cavaliers, they end up a little bit short, 35-20. They lose to number 10, Notre Dame. Syracuse had an easy day at the office against Holy Cross of the FCS ranks, 41-3. The Orange get it done. Pittsburgh had a real challenge from an FCS team in the Delaware Blue Hens, and Pitt survives 17-14. Temple, man, they embarrassed Georgia Tech in Philadelphia, winning 24-2. Georgia Tech only getting a safety in the third quarter, the only points on the board all day. 
And then Wake Forest continues to impress. The the Devils now 5-0 and after winning at BC 27-24. And then maybe the biggest surprise all weekend, if Duke wasn't a surprise, then Florida State was a surprise. FSU got the big win over NC State, 31-13. to And that's what happened in Week 5 of college football. Plus, hey, did I tell you that Clemson won? That's not so shocking, but they won by the smallest of margins, 21 to 20 over a very, very tough North Carolina Tar Heel bunch. UNC went for it, uh, went for a two point conversion in the closing minutes and we, they were not successful. Clemson escapes with the one point win and moves to five and zero on the season. And now looking at what happened over the last couple of days and the reaction from that, well, I know this guy's more of an SEC guy, but I happened to see some of the commentary from Paul Feinbaum about that Clemson escape. And Paul Feinbaum of the SEC Network says Clemson isn't one of the top four teams. And he had another guy, another talking head, totally agree with him. And their justification was, well, North Carolina had just lost to Appalachian State. Clemson's best win was against Texas A&M. Texas A&M barely, barely escaped Arkansas. So maybe Clemson isn't one of your top four teams, but right now, according to the poll, they're number two, and if they keep winning, they'll be in the college football playoff, and I think that's what Clemson fans, all they really care about. Speaking of the Tigers, they have the weekend off this coming weekend, but we're going to have a big focus on CU, as in the next segment, we're going to welcome in a very special guest, Zach Lentz. He is Sports Illustrated's SI Now correspondent in Clemson, South Carolina, and he's also with the website ClemsonMaven.com, and he's also with a show called Solid Orange, and he's going to be our guest in just a few minutes to talk about Dabo Sweeney's team, as well as his take on the rest of the ACC. That's coming up in a handful of minutes. You don't want to miss out on the fun there. Now, because of that tough game they had against the Clemson Tigers, two UNC football players are out indefinitely because of injury safety miles Wolfolk, who leads the conference in interceptions this season out indefinitely with a lower body injury and we also know that there's another player for mac brown's team that's going to be out for a little while backup quarterback jace reuter suffered a leg injury in the first half of the app state game he's also out indefinitely for coach brown's team which gave a very valiant effort but ended up in the end losing to clemson and in addition to that UNC now having to apologize for something that the football team had no control over. If you went to the game at Keenan Stadium last weekend, or you may have seen this on television, the video board there at the stadium kind of taunted some Clemson fans, made some kind of uh, humorous but kind of low lowbrow humor against some of the timeout, some of the Clemson fans during timeouts there at Keenan Stadium, and now UNC has had to come out and apologize. Some of the digs says. Showed a Clemson fan says thanks that Clemson is in Georgia. That was one of them. One of them said that also a Patriots fan, and one even had a reference to William Perry. The refrigerator says thanks the fridge is just a kitchen appliance. But now the UNC administrators are apologizing, saying they want everyone who comes to Chapel Hill to have a positive experience on campus, whether supporters or opponents fans. And now UNC kind of having to backtrack some of that right there. This kind of reminds me a little bit a couple of years ago when Alabama's PA guy, the DJ there in Bryant-Denny Stadium, played a song called Take the Money and Run. I think this was during the whole Cam Newton getting paid deal. And the University of Alabama had to apologize, something like that. Now, back to what I was telling you about Virginia Tech having a historic night in the worst of ways when they were just throttled by Duke. 
it was the worst home loss for Virginia Tech in 45 years at Lane Stadium. They got beat 45 to 10, and that might have been in Frank Beamer's era. I'm not sure if he was coaching in the early 70s at Tech in 1974 when Houston won at Lane Stadium 49 to 12. <laughs> no, that was long before Beamer. 13 years before Frank Beamer took over the team. Yes, they got hammered in 74, but then they got hammered in 2019. 45 to 10 to David Cutcliffe and the Duke Blue Devils. The worst home loss at Lane Stadium for Virginia Tech in 45 years. Rough night. Maybe Virginia Tech will be able to get back off the mat here really soon. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to get off the mat in the next segment, and we're going to go to Clemson. We're going to go to South Carolina, and we're going to talk to Zach Lentz. He's going to be coming on from SI Now's Clemson website, and he's going to let us know what's going on with Dabo Sweeney's bunch. And Clemson, along with a bunch of other teams, are not going to be playing this weekend, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about them. And we'll certainly talk about all the ACC matchups here in this week six. That conversation is up next as our ACC Spotlight continues on the Y'all Show. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. I'll never be able to do it as good as the fella there at Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, but that, the song that shakes the Southland, Clemson Tiger fans, welcome back. This is the ACC report of the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent, and I'm John Raw. good to have you back here. Clemson actually enjoys the weekend off, and they might want to regroup after they fell from number one to number two, not really too far of a fall there, but... We're going to talk about that and more as we have a very special guest joining us from the Palmetto State. Zach Lentz is with Sports Illustrated's SI Now site, and he's also co-host of Solid Orange, which is on Fox WACH-TV in Columbia, South Carolina, with a show called Solid Orange. And he's joining us right now from the state of South Carolina. Hello, Zach. Welcome to the Y'all Show. Hi, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on. Got a lot of credentials there. Also, ClemsonMaven.com, the website there, too. And I know people at your site and on your show and all that wondering, how in the world could Clemson, which has not lost a game, Zach, fall from number one this week? How is that possible? Yeah, well, I think what you've seen is just the the influence of margin of victory is playing right now in college football. I mean, 
Dabos, when you asked him, I asked him about this yesterday during his teleconference, um, he says that you know he doesn't care if he wins the games by one point or fifty points. But you know what? The fact is, the voters and the eye test, and the eye, the eye exams haven't haven't fared well for the Tigers. I mean, when you think about the way they struggled, you know, my league against UNC, a team they were favored by more than four touchdowns to beat. It, it was not a good look for the Tigers, especially when you've got teams like Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma out there blowing people away. I mean, so I think I think it's more the eye appeal. But you know what? It doesn't really matter right now because the only poll that matters comes out in a few weeks. So, But we'll see how they do then. Yeah. Well, as you said, Dabo doesn't care if he wins by one point or a thousand points. And as long as Clemson wins, no matter what the margin of victory, they're going to find themselves, just like you mentioned, in that college football playoff again and will be battling for another national championship. Well, we've got to ask you, as the game last week was a little bit close for comfort, I think most Clemson fans would easily agree on that statement. (laughs) What happened there, Zach? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I tweeted out this um, in the game. I said, for the first time, it looked like it looked like the Tigers really walked into this game expecting to win. I mean, it looked like the first time that maybe, maybe there was a little bit of entitlement there and maybe maybe there was a little bit of um, uh, maybe we deserve to win because of the Neymar jersey and the, the Paul helmet kind of thing. And that's something that the Tigers didn't have last year. You know, last year with the senior leadership on the team, you know, four seniors on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line, we're all going to the NFL now. I mean, it kind of looked like the 80 freshman sophomores this team has. It kind of caught up to them a little bit. They they were searching for leadership on the sideline. Trevor Lawrence stepped up as a leader, but you know what? I mean, he's only a sophomore. So I mean, to me, that was that was what it looked like. It looked like for the first time, really, in the last two or three years, there was a sense of entitlement coming into the game. They didn't look as focused in the game. And so I think that really that really played into into the closest of the game. I mean, they came out, got punched on the first drive when UNC went four plays, seventy five yards, and really really made um, Brent Venables' defense look look um, human for the first time this season. Um, and so I mean, they didn't respond, and that's that's I think in terms of the leadership they lost. So there was a little bit of a. Um, there's going to, have to be some soul searching done this week, I believe. Well, you had a chance to listen in and ask questions of Coach Sweeney. What was his thought now, a couple of days removed from that UNC game about his team's performance? Yeah, shockingly, you know, he he actually is very proud of his team. He said he said that you know he's proud of the, the fight they showed. He said he actually said they showed a lot of leadership and and some of the things that I just mentioned. You know, that I saw personally, he kind of refuted and said. So he believes that he saw leadership emerge in that game um, on the defensive side and the offensive side. But you know, he he was he was very complimentary of Mac Brown and the job that he's doing at UNC. I mean, you saw you saw you've seen what a coaching head coaching change can make in the UNC program. I mean, from Larry Fedora last year, where the UNC couldn't do anything right, to this year, I mean, they they look like a completely different team. They believe in themselves. And but he he believes that there's the problems that players have faced uh, offense this year, which are really surprising considering what they have returning, um, are all things that can be corrected during this off week. And so you know he just again reiterated that that the Tigers are in a good place. They're five and zero. He said a lot of teams would love to be five and zero right now, and you can't argue with him. I mean, you know if they continue to win, it's going 
It'd be hard to leave them out of the playoffs. We are talking to an expert on Clemson sports. We're talking to Zach Lentz, and if you don't believe me, well, if you go look up Maven in the dictionary, that's exactly what it means, an expert or a connoisseur. And Zach is publisher of ClemsonMaven.com, and he's also part of Sports Illustrated's at SI Now Network on Twitter, and he follows Clemson very, very closely, and we're glad to have him here as part of our ACC Spotlight. Before we get into the Week 6 ACC action with you, Zach, is Clemson, in your opinion, on track to be right back in the national titleship game here in this national championship game here this year? Well, if you asked me this question last week or the week before last, I would probably say yes. You know, right now, I think I think um, that there are some glaring weaknesses on this team. I mean, and shockingly, it comes on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we were expecting the offense to carry this team this year and the defense to kind of play catch up throughout the year. But that hasn't been the case. I mean, you've seen Trevor Lawrence look, look not just human, but but subhuman at times. I mean, a guy that came out and set the world on fire last season. And I think I think it's the benefit of having a year of film on him. The defenses kind of know how to play him, and he's being confused a little bit more. But you know, to me, to me right now, if you're asking me if, if I was going to bet bet against Clemson or the field, right, I'm taking the field. I mean. Because, you know, there are issues on the offensive line that you got to figure out. Travis Etienne, who has been an outstanding running back throughout the first three years, has had the fumbles this season, putting the ball on the ground in each of the first five games. So there, there are some big issues that this offense has to figure out if they're going to be a national title contender. Now, the good thing is there's still, there's still a lot of football he plays. So there's still a lot of room to improve. In fact, last year's offense didn't even pick up. Um, their their record same pace until after week five last year. So maybe it's a good thing that about week comes this week. But if you're asking me right now if I'm picking the Tigers to win Ashtow or even be in the title game right now, I have to say it's a no. Okay. Well, we appreciate your honesty there, Maven. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you about one player that decided in the offseason to get his degree from Clemson University but take his talent down Interstate 26 to Columbia. Tavion yeah. Feaster is now a Gamecock. Have you noticed any difference, and do you miss him at all in the backfield for Clemson? Well, I'm not sure you necessarily miss him in the backfield because, you know, Lynn J. Dixon and Travis Etienne were going to get the bulk of the carries this season. But what you miss is that leadership. You miss that senior, that senior that's going to rally the guys around him and kind of you know you know get the troops in order and kind of um, be that voice of of speaking in the locker room and halftime and sidelines. I think you're kind of missing that leadership from him. But you know what? Um, you know he did what was best for him, so you can't fault him for that. But the the fact that he's no longer on his team it, it hurt the depth this season because now you're having to rely on true freshman uh, Ches Missoula or Malusi. I'm sorry, and uh, Mikey Dukes. Um, to carry that third and fourth string load, because look, I mean, when you get into college football games, especially later in the season, you're going to rely on those third guys to to play a role in your in your offense. I mean, so now you're relying not on a senior to do that, but you're relying on a true freshman. So that, that could pose some issues. But you know what? 
he knew what's best for him, so you know, you wish him nothing but the best. All right. Well, that sets the scene with what's going on in Pickens County, South Carolina, with the Clemson and Tigers. Now we get to week six of the college football landscape, and the number two-ranked Clemson Tigers are going to be off this weekend, and they join six other ACC teams with a little breather here this weekend. Florida State enjoys a breather. NC State, especially after they played last week against the Knowles, they deserve a break, and they're going to get that break here this weekend. Syracuse is off as well as Virginia and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Anything you want to say about those other teams that are enjoying a little breather here before we get into this week six action, Zach? Yeah, well, I think really, I mean, the Florida State Seminoles, they appear to have found something over the last couple of weeks. You know, I mean, their win against NC State, you know, I mean, kind of set them up good for for. Um, potential big matchup you know, in Death Valley here next week. So both those, both Clemson and Florida State having a week off um, is huge for them. Um, but yeah, Florida, Florida State appears to find a little bit of magic here in the uh, yeah. recent weeks. With Hornybrook yeah. coming in, he's yeah. getting a good chance there to get this team back to some wins at least. And exactly. I've been impressed with Wake Forest. They're, they're yeah. certainly a great team. This might give Clemson a little bit of a challenge here later on this season. Exactly. Yeah, that was gonna be my other team I was gonna mention. Yeah, yeah. I mean in fact in fact if you ask me at the beginning of the season, um, who might be Clemson's only ranked team to face in Death Valley, I would not bet on for on uh, Wake Forest being that team, but you know what, right now they're sitting there pretty in the ACC Atlantic division, right there with Clemson, so you know, ranked. So it could be a big in fact it will be a big matchup come uh, come late late November for that game. All right. Well, here in week six, you got an ACC Atlantic matchup going on in Louisville as BC travels to Cardinal Stadium. This is your early game on ACCNX. That's a 12.30 Louisville time, 11.30 Central start between the Eagles and the Cardinals. And I want to ask you, Zach, what you think of this particular matchup as Scott Satterfield got an improving program here in 2019. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. If you if you ask most coaches, you know, before the season, which we did, you know, what what program did you think would have the most difficulty, you know, kind of rebounding after a head coaching change? Unanimously, it was it was Louisville because of the culture problems they had there. Bobby Petrino left that program at mess. Scott Satterfield's come in, tried to pick up the pieces. They looked really good against Notre Dame, and they you know, played played some other teams close. But Boston College is playing really good football. I mean. You know, what Steve Adazio has done up there, he brought, he's brought an NFL mentality, a mentality of tough-nosed football. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Louisville this week. Yeah, watch out for BC. They already got a coach fired here after five weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rutgers let their coach go after losing to the Eagles last weekend. So that matchup going on at Cardinal Stadium and at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, you've got the Hurricanes hosting the Virginia Tech Hokies. This is a game set for ESPN, the mid-afternoon, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central time. Virginia Tech's really, really been struggling. They got their you-know-what handed to them last week by by Duke, for goodness sake. And Miami's still somewhat of an enigma. Your thoughts about the Hokies and the spinning Hurricanes? Yeah, these are the two teams right here that the ACC really was counting on carrying this league when expansion started back. But you know what? I mean, they've done nothing since joining the league, so 
this used to be a marquee game. I mean, when you saw Miami and Virginia Tech on the, I believe they used to play, um, it was Thanksgiving, sometime around Thanksgiving weekend, late, late November in the Big East. But, you know, I mean, these are two teams that historical powerhouses, but they're struggling right now. I mean, Miami, Miami's, like you said, that they don't have an identity yet. So they're struggling to find who they are under, um, under their new head coach, Manny Diaz. And, Virginia Tech, I mean, Justin Fuente is too good of a coach for what's going on in Virginia Tech. I mean, you know, only only two years removed from playing the ACC championship game. Now they're struggling to beat be FCS teams and getting their butt handed by Duke. So <laughs> At home, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a struggle when you think think about how far these programs have fallen. But, yeah, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of the it, – this used to be a marquee game, you know, where, where everybody was excited to see these two teams play. This year is kind of it's kind of a, a, a you know just a snooze fest. But yeah, Zach, yeah, you, gonna, Zach, you got me longing for the days of the old Big East Conference when these two exactly. teams were, were pretty good in that particular conference. But this is again your mid afternoon game on ESPN from Hard Rock Stadium: the Gobblers and the Hurricanes. Now. North Carolina tries to answer for what they did last week in that close, heartbreaking loss at home to the Clemson Tigers. They pack up their bags and head to the ATL where Jeff Collins and the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech will be hosting UNC, a game on the ACC Network. This is a set for a 4 o'clock Atlanta time, 3 o'clock Central time. And we've already kind of been bragging with you, Zach, about what Mac Brown's done in year one in Chapel Hill. Well, Year one after a little bit of a what twenty year break from being in Chapel Hill, but now back there the the retro coach doing a good job, and we've got Georgia Tech which has a lot of problems. I don't even want to talk about what they did against the Citadel where they lost to the mighty Bulldogs of Charleston in that game there a couple weeks ago. But they did not score an offensive touchdown in their game against Temple, a program that Jeff Collins coached last year. The only points Georgia Tech had in that loss to Temple was a safety. For for goodness sake, Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, anybody that, that thought Georgia Tech was going to be good this year didn't know college football. I mean, this is a team that's absolutely having to undergo a complete identity change, you know, going from the triple option. You had the offensive linemen that haven't passed blocked in four years, and now they're being asked to pass block. So you knew it was going to be a long season for Georgia Tech, but Jeff Collins is a great head coach. I really think if they're going to pick up an ACC win this year, it's going to come this week against North Carolina because – You've got North Carolina coming in off the heartbreaking loss, and this is going to be a difficult challenge for Matt Brown. This probably this is going to be a more difficult coaching job, I believe, this week than it was last week coming off the App State loss. And when you have when you have the number one team coming in, it refocuses your team. You got the focus. Everything last week was on on that Clemson game. I mean, they lost the way they did. You know, it kind of it kind of shattered their season, their hopes for um for a big marquee win. And so I think I think Mike Brown's gonna have a difficult job this week. Jeff Collins, on the other hand, you know, he's playing basically the house money this year. Nobody's expecting him to do anything, and that's a good thing because he hasn't really done anything in his first yeah. year. They may not be expecting a lot for Jeff Collins, but you don't lose to the Citadel. You don't barely beat South Florida. I mean, it took almost a miracle for them to get their win against the Bulls. And then you don't even score an offensive point at all against Temple. I mean, come on, Zach. Zach Lance is our our guest here, publisher of Sports Illustrated's SI Now Clemson site. He's also a publisher there at ClemsonMaven.com and co-host of Solid Orange. If you're ever in the Midlands of South Carolina, tune in to watch – 
channel 57 wach in the columbia area and you have an all clemson show there right in the heart of what's supposed to be gamecock country so i want to congratulate you on that feat <laughs> thank you thank you yeah yeah i have to I have to kind of hide my face sometimes when i'm leaving the studio but that's all right yeah. well i i think that studio is technically still in west columbia which means over in lexington county south carolina it's about 55 percent orange fans compared to yeah, garnet that's right. fans that's right and that's kind of the way it is across the state of south carolina in fact it might even be that way in columbia these days i was kind of hinting a little bit earlier this week on the y'all show you probably saw where Dabo swingley said that he already announced that he's got a parade plan for clemson to celebrate another national championship yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought that's a little bit strange for him to make that announcement, especially for someone who preaches, you know, each week focusing on the next game, the next game is the biggest game of the season, and his four goals not having a national championship up there. But, yeah, I guess that shows the faith that he has in his team. He's expecting big things. But Yeah, well, I, I mentioned on the show earlier this week, Zach, that, hey, they've already had two of these parades in Clemson, and Clemson is kind of a small town. Hey, they ought to do it up bigger and better and move that parade to Columbia and run it right down Ooh. Main Street. Hey, it's the state capital, and you know there'd be a lot more fans coming from all over the state if they could have it in Clemson. So, hey, next time you're on a teleconference with Coach Swinney, you might want to suggest that, okay? <laughs> our final – All right, our final AC match up here in week six you got the pit panthers the fighting nardizis they go to wallace wade stadium where david cutcliffe the hokey assassin and he's going to be hosting the panthers in a game set for eight o'clock durham time seven o'clock central on the accn and your thoughts about this one zach yeah yeah the pit panthers came off you know an unbelievable win against ucf you know where they they knocked off ucf and kind of Looks looks like they may be back in form, and then struggled last week. You know, sweet kind of victory, but Duke right now. I mean, they're playing at such a high level. With um, David Cutcliffe is just a magician with what he does with quarterbacks. I mean, all you have to do is look at Daniel Jones right now, like he's doing in the NFL to to see that. But I just don't see a way that Pitt goes into Wallace Way Stadium, which has traditionally not been a difficult place to get wins, but under David Cutcliffe has become more difficult. I don't see how Pitt can go in there, especially the way they play the last couple of weeks, and get a win. So give me, give me Duke in there. All right. Well, Zach, we appreciate you coming on. And before we wrap with you, just kind of looking, looking at into the future of ACC football from both the Atlantic and Coastal side of things, I think most people would say, hey, your Clemson Tigers ought to be in good shape to compete again for the ACC title. Who do you see also giving Clemson a little bit of a run for the money here in the division race? In the division, I think if, it's him, if, it, if you're talking the Atlantic, it's probably going to come out of Wake Forest, which, I mean, okay. right, right now they're playing great football. Um, Newman's playing outstanding quarterback. In fact, I believe he's leading the league in passing yards per game. So, I mean, you know, the Tigers are going to have to buckle up and be ready to go. And it's Wake Forest, or it could be a shocker in Death Valley. Well, one thing that's a little odd, we've only got to the sixth week of the season. Clemson is enjoying a week off this weekend. Clemson is 3-0 and already in ACC play. Most teams have only played one team, thus one conference game thus far. So that's a, a huge step for Clemson to get to that part of the season. All right, in the coastal side of things, Virginia has been a little bit of a, a team that's gotten a lot of pub here this year, ranked in the top 25, close loss to Notre Dame last week. Who do you see giving the Cavaliers maybe? be a little bit of a test on the coastal side of things this year 
Boy, really? I mean, it's going to sound funny, but I think Mac Brown's North Carolina team could, really? could do it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what you saw then, the grittiness, Sam Howell, and how he's playing at quarterback really is an equalizer. I mean, he's got a great arm, a great view for the field. He can he can make every throw in the dress. Him too. In fact, he reminded me a lot of Trevor Lawrence last year. Just watching him play, the way he picked apart defenses, the way he, he managed the game and stuff. Yeah, it was very familiar, very, very similar, I'm sorry, to, to Trevor Lawrence and how he played last year. So I think Matt Brown's North Carolina team is a team that I would watch out for a dark horse. If, you, if you're, you know, Virginia, you're going, all right, this is one game where I got to really be careful and mindful of. You know, I, think, I think it's North Carolina. All right, and a reminder here in week six, again, several teams off, Clemson, Florida State, NC State, Syracuse, UVA, and Wake Forest. But Zach Lentz is not going to be off. He's going to be working hard at ClemsonMaven.com and also co-hosting Solid Orange on WACH Television. And, Zach, we appreciate you coming on here, the Y'all Show, giving us the ACC spin of things, and we look forward to catching up with you again. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, the Y'all Show will continue after this break. In hour two, we're going to have a lot of good, fun information coming from Nashville. Our friend Precious Harris standing by with the latest in country music news. Plus, we've got hashtag Hobaloo. All that ahead on the Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. It's another hour of the show all about the South, from Alabama to Arkansas to Florida to Georgia to Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas. Virginia and West by God, Virginia. This is the Y'all Show. 
did I mention all of the 16 states? I might have left out South Carolina now that I think about it. And Oklahoma, too. I don't know. Let me just start over. 16 of them. Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia. How about that? We'll have a, a test later. And I'm John Rawl talking about the 16 states and the awesome people that you find in the 16 states or people from those states that have maybe moved outside of those borders but are doing awesome things in the world. And that's what we do here on Y'all. We promote Dixie. And coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to promote Dixie from Nashville, Tennessee. Precious Harris is going to let us know what's going on in Music Row in Nash Vegas. And we've got information on John Party. And we also have some good information coming your way on Mark Chestnut. It's too hot to fish, too hot for golf, and too cold at home. It's almost too hot for fishing and golf right now in a lot of the South. Temperatures in the 90s. We'll discuss all that with Precious in just a bit. 803-816-1170 is our tele. If you want to give us a text or a telephone call, we welcome it 24-7-803-816-1170. We begin this hour of y'all talk with a accent on all things Southern with hashtag Hullabaloo. Hashtag Hullabaloo with a heavy influence of Instagram messages here. Are y'all ready for IG fun? Well, get ready. Our first Instagram comes, believe it or not, outside of those 16 southern states that I was just bragging about. This comes from Joycey, as Jersey General is on Instagram. Not the New Jersey Generals, the football team that Donald Trump once owned and Herschel Walker and Doug Flutie were members of back in the USFL days. No, this is just Jersey General. And Jersey General writes on Instagram, can't go out for wings without the local police wanting to snag the photo of the day with their patrol car, LOL. I don't mind at all and snap this photo to share with y'all. Yeehaw, he writes on Twitter. And guess what his photo right there in Joycey is? As Jersey General owns, I don't think it's a real one. It might be a replica, but it counts all the same. He's got him a General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. And I remind all of you that this year marks the 40th anniversary of the Dukes of Hazard's debut on CBS back in 19. 19- 1979, Bo and Duke and Uncle Jesse and Daisy, and you had Roscoe P. Coltrane and Cooter and Enos. Am I leaving anybody out? See, that was my show. A lot of you probably watched Dukes of Havoc. Some of you might have laughed and said, what? what an awful show, but it lasted for a long time, and man, it was magical. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget the day somewhere right around 1980-81 that a General Lee came to my hometown and I had to go stand in front of it and get my Polaroid picture taken with my brother right there in front of the General Lee. And I had my almost knee-high tube socks on in the photo. I still got it and treasure it. Yes, General Lee with that beautiful hemi orange color, the O1 on the side, and that beautiful Confederate flag on top of it with the words General Lee. Yep, 
loved it and still enjoy watching dukes of hazard which by the way you can find on netflix and that was told to me by john schneider when we interviewed him in nashville back in march he told me that netflix has all of the series so if if you don't know what i'm talking about the dukes of hazard then binge watch for this will last you a couple months if you want to binge watch all the episodes that existed of the dukes of hazard yes so thank you jersey general even yankees can enjoy a good general lee car another instagram pick this comes from taste of the south magazine on instagram suffering from severe chocolate cravings question mark our chocolate caramel swirl brownies are here to save the day and you can go to their profile there and taste of the south magazine on instagram and check it out hashtag taste of the south and you can get the link to this chocolate caramel swirled brownie recipe and i'm looking at a photo that taste of the south magazine put out there on social media and it's a beautiful beautiful dish there a picture of these delicious (laughs) i can't look at them anymore beautiful picture of these brownies i'm getting hungry uh or maybe i'm high you know they say whenever you're high you got to have brownies um I've never been quite that high, so I really am just kind of fake news here. Fearless Biscuit is on Twitter, and Fearless Biscuit, new adventures in Southern cooking brought to you today, courtesy of Anson Mills. These are Sea Island red peas, an heirloom-filled pea that was cultivated in the southern U.S. as early as the 1700s. These taste much better than California black-eyed peas, in my opinion. Earthy, meaty, and wholly satisfying I paired this bowl of field peas with a loaf of turkey red wheat from the grain shed. And hashtag here from Fearless Biscuit, hashtag cow peas, hashtag field peas, hashtag black eyed peas, hashtag southern cooking. And I think Anson Mills is out of South Carolina, I think. But Fearless Biscuit, we appreciate your sharing this here on Instagram. Go to the website fearlessbiscuit.com. For more information now, I'm not going to just move on without kind of highlighting one of the words I just kind of rattled off here in the description coming from Fearless Biscuit. The word of the day here on the Y'all Show. Get your pen and paper out. Write this one down. Word of the day, cowpeas. What in the heck are cowpeas? I've heard of that, but I don't really know. So guess what? On Y'all, we like to edumacate. And cultivated cowpeas are known by the common name black-eyed pea, southern pea, fard long bean, and another thing called crowder pea. They were domesticated in Africa and are one of the oldest crops to be farmed. A second domestication event probably occurred in Asia before they spread into Europe and the Americas. And cultivated cowpea seeds are usually cooked and made into stews or curries are ground into flour or paste. Now, as I've said before, I'll say it again. Yours truly not only grew up on a farm, I grew up on a vegetable farm. My family still farms. I'm the only outcast in my immediate family. I'm the only one that ain't farming and ain't out in the heat farming vegetables. And I probably should be, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) It's a noble profession, and it frankly can pay a lot of bills if you do it upright, as my family has done for decades, and my grandfather before that, and his brother who has his offshoot, their, their siblings all have done 
really well. Okay. But as about a 13, 14 year old kid, my brother went out and bought a bean picker. Not my dad. My brother, when he was 15 years old, spent as much money as you would buy a car on a harvester for beans, not soybeans. We're talking butter beans and I guess what we're talking about here, cow peas. And this thing was made by a company called Pixall. I'll never forget. P-I-X-A-L-L. I even wore a baseball cap they provided, I guess, when you buy a, in 1984, a $25,000, I'm guessing that's how much it costs, bean picker, you get a couple of free hats. <laughs> nice blue trucker hat from Pixall. And anyway, my brother bought this thing when he was still in high school. And one of my jobs was to ride in the back on this bean picker and this thing would go through the fields and chop up all these it would chop up the whole plant if you want to know the truth and somehow magically it would blow out the dust and then it would supposed to be blowing out all the vines but you'd end up in this big bag in the end of the conveyor belt you would be able to to kind of harvest all these peas or beans depending on what field you were in and so my job was to sit there and hold that bag up and ride that thing for 10 minutes or so until it got to be so big you had to kind of tie that bag up and then lift it up it's probably 70 pounds to be honest with you and guess what you go and grab another empty bag and you hold it up and fill it up and you sit there and you you do that all day long but you know what that was better than sitting out in the field picking them by hand of which i've done that too and that's just awful it's bad enough to do it in your own garden but can you imagine a field as far as you can see and you're out there on your knees if you're lucky most of the time you just have to bend over and you have to pick beans or peas and i've done it the analog way and it ain't fun and it's darn hot too but i remember as a child that we had at one time ky's or a type of bean i remember that but there was a certain type that kind of had a it was a i guess a purple hole it, it just tasted better. That's my whole point. And I think that's what cow peas are. They look like something more for an animal, but boy, they are great. And they're just, they're just a lot better than your average pea. I don't like your boring pea. I want something with a little bit of oomph. And in my opinion, if indeed that's what I remember back to my youth, remember the days of thy youth. It was cow peas and KYs and half runners. I'm getting all beans and peas on you here on today's y'all. So, so let me move on. Okay. But that's thanks to fearlessbiscuit.com sharing that information about cow peas. And can't we just give peas a chance? Please give peas a chance. All right. Let's go to Louisville, Kentucky. Detour to the Falls is the Instagram account. The Louisville Visitor Center, they write this week, the Louisville Visitor Center has a handy pronunciation guide, hashtag Louisville. And sure enough, right there at the Louisville Visitor Center, Detour to the Falls put a picture on Instagram of this neon sign with six different pronunciations of L-O-U-I-S-V-I-L-L-E. Now, Precious Harris, she's going to be coming on in just a little bit. She grew up outside of this town in Kentucky, and I've heard her pronounce it. And whenever she said it, I was like, golly, what a redneck when she said it. But guess what? That's where she's from. And if that's how they say it, then I need to sound like I'm a 
redneck from Kentucky, okay? Because I'm a redneck from a couple other states. I've never lived in Kentucky, although I've spent some time in the bluegrass, all right? So this neon sign there at the Louisville Visitor Center has got six pronunciations. One, it's pronounced Louisville, L-O-O-A-V-U-L. The second one is L-U-H-V-U-L. That would be Louisville. So we go from Louisville to Louisville to L-O-U-E-V-I-L-L-E. That would Louisville. Then you got Louisville. Then you got Louisville. And then finally, the logo for the city of Louisville with the Florida Lee Louisville. I, I guess they're saying they answer to all of them. I don't think they're in Kentucky. They answer to the town in Mississippi, the way it's pronounced there, spelled the exact same way, L-O-U-I-S-V-I-L-L-E, I guess named after that old French king. In Mississippi, there in Winston County, it ain't Louisville, it's Louisville, Mississippi. And who's to say they're wrong on that? All right, let's wrap it up today with a tweet. This comes from Kyle Crane at Crane Kyle, who writes, Forever a student polished man is the hashtag and kyle writes my wife has turned me full southern crane clan he writes and they're at crown reef poolside with a photo there and this was taken in myrtle beach south carolina just a few days ago and a lovely spot there in myrtle beach south carolina so i guess kyle crane at crane kyle you're out having a great time enjoying the Grand Strand of South Carolina, and you're at the Crown Reef Pool side, the Crown Reef Hotel, I guess, there in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, enjoying the last days of extremely hot temperatures as we have experienced here in the last couple of days. And hey, if it all works out, Kyle, I'm going to be kind of mimicking you here at the end of this week. If it all works out this weekend, I'm going to be in South Carolina, and I am going to be on the beach come Friday afternoon, at least for a little while. Turns out the youngster that is my son has what they call a fall break, and he's off Friday and on Monday. And I said, you know what? With temperatures in the 90s, and my son has had some tough times here lately with a tooth that had to be pulled out of his mouth that was growing in the top of his mouth, for goodness sakes. And other things, he just got hurt at school on Tuesday playing football, and he sent me a picture of his leg all bloody. I said, you know what? We're going to go to the beach. Although, now that I think about it, if he had a bloody foot this week, probably not a good idea to go to the beach with all these crazy stories about sharks and bacteria that can set in. So I'll have to think about that one before we hit the beach in the Charleston area this weekend. But Kyle, I like where you're going with that. And perhaps come late Friday afternoon before the sun sets, I'll be swimming in the Atlantic Ocean for a few minutes at least alongside my boy. And we'll be having a good time in South Kagalaki. Thank you all for the great, great social media interaction via Instagram and on Twitter today. We sure appreciate it. And don't forget, our website is y'all.com. You can submit some stuff to us there, whatever's going on in your world. We also are on Instagram and on Twitter at y'all show. Tweet at us or Instagram at us. Find us, like us. We appreciate the follows and appreciate, we want to know what's going on with you. We're, we're serious about that. 
When we come back, we're going to know what's going on with Precious Harris because she's going to tell us. We have the Nashville Music Line report up next. News on John Pardee as we've got some big news with a new album for John Pardee. Mr. Pardee on the dance floor guy. We've got that and a whole lot of other stuff coming from Nashville Music City USA with Precious when our report from Music City comes up next. This is The Y'all Show. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Been up since the crack of dawn Just trying to get paid Been hotter than a hundred suns I can't find no shade Just two more rows and I'm good to go Yeah, I'm shutting this tractor down Give me a half an hour for a shave and a shower And I'll be outside your house Might have a little dirt on my boots But I'm taking you uptown tonight Might have a little mud on my wheels But they gonna shine with you up inside Gonna hit the club, gonna cut a rug Burn it up like neon lights Might have a little dirt on my It's that special time of the week. It's Nashville Music Line here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And we go to Nashville, Tennessee and find alongside Music Row, our music maven, Precious Harris. And we're going to have her talk about all kinds of great country music news and more. In fact, the song you're hearing there, Little Dirt on My Boots from John Pardee. We've got some big news on Mr. Pardee that we'll share with you in just a second. But up first, let me tell you about Miss Harris. Precious is the author of I Know Country with 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can also buy and instantly download your own ebook copy at iknowcountry.com. Oh, and by the way, Precious Harris is a music career development consultant with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Go to collegeofsongology.com for a lot more information on Precious Harris. Follow her blog, nashvillemusicline.com. She's also on the pages of y'all.com each and every week with her Nashville Music Line report. But right now, she's on the Y'all Show. We're glad to have you. Welcome back, Precious. Well, thank you. A lot of good stuff happening, and I'm going to have some more good stuff to report next week, hopefully. Well, so we, it's, a, it's a good day in Music City. We like good news, and we like good news today. We like it next week and more. In fact, we've got some good news. Speaking of John Party, he's sometimes described as a torchbearer for traditional country music, which is hard to find in this bro country era, Precious Harris. But he's got a new album, Heartache Medication. And it's out right now. It came out on Friday. Contains plenty of fiddle and steel guitar, and it's going to make country fans of the traditional type very, very happy. The title song, Heartache Medication, already in the top 30 uh, Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart. So if you like drinking, I think you'll like this new John Party album. Oh, yeah. It's full of, uh, uh, as uh, Merle Haggard used to cut their teeth on barroom songs and, you know, and, and honky-tonks, where they used to hit but yeah he even though he's from california 
uh, you know, a lot of people don't connect California with the, with the country music industry. But California is actually one of the leaders when the cowboy and Western music came out with Roy Rogers and the Gene Autry's and stuff. So California actually, because of the Western movies, was closely tied to country and Western music way before our grand. Well, my grandmother might have been born when it started. And then, of course, the where Buck Owens came from Bakersfield and Merle Haggard. And so you've got two major traditionalists that, you know, has and of course, Dwight didn't get a really good reception in the 90s here in Nashville. So he ended up moving out there to Bakersfield. You're talking about Dwight Yoakam? Yeah, Dwight Yoakam. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, Bakersfield is very much a part of country music. So um, I can see where John Party being from in that area in California, that he, you know, he really does enjoy the traditional country. And it's so funny, the song that you just got through playing, Dirt on My Boots, I was at the number one party for that last year i think uh it was a while because of john's touring schedule but i didn't realize i knew the writers but i looked down and they were making fun of thomas Rhett's boots thomas daddy thomas Rhett's daddy's boots red <laughs> aiken and i looked down i said those are the boots he said yeah and he said something like poop kickers or something like that. i said let me take a picture of them because they're going in the magazine article and he started laughing i said don't throw them away and I knew he just recently got married. I said, tell your wife you can't throw these away because they may need to be part of a display at the Country Music Hall of Fame down the road for, for Thomas. And he starts cracking up. I said, or John Party, because you know, they're all in together as far as the songwriters. But yeah, and his new record is not disappointing. It is lots of beer drinking songs. So, you know, hmm. which is country music, beer drinking, cheating, trains, things like that. <laughs> if you'd only have a song about mama it'd be a hit and this yeah. is out on capitol nashville and that album you mentioned that uh, dust on my boots was on that song dirt on my boots rather if you yeah. got a dirty boots you probably got a little bit of dust on there too that song was out in 2016 and that album and that song was on was california sunrise which is a platinum record and has sold hundreds of thousands of copies and perhaps this new one on capitol is going to do just fine heartache medication i do find it a little bit uh, maybe a, a kind of a testimonial to how good his music is that he survived he's already got his second single out that starts out with the word heartache as if you go back in the discography of john party he had heartache on the dance floor which was a big hit for him and now just a couple uh-huh. of singles later he's got another heartache this time heartache medication and i i don't know where he's getting his heartaches at unless it's watching other people because i was under the impression he was in a very happy relationship so but you never know about these country songwriters yeah well john party's got a lot going for him i think he didn't get hit by the ugly stick i think he's doing all right on the looks factor he's 34 years young really the worst thing about him as we mentioned he's from california it'd be a lot better <laughs> if he were from someplace like kentucky right yes or southern or like south carolina ah, that'd be even better but now unfortunately <laughs> he's got that cross to bear being a cali boy but uh, you mentioned merle haggard was also from california so we'll let cali slide on that but congratulations hey he's got another track on this new record called don't blame it on whiskey a song that was co-written by party and miranda lambert and it features the voice of lauren elena have you had a chance to hear don't blame it on whiskey precious yes i have it's actually very very well it's actually completely opposite of uh 
drown, uh, drowns the whiskey, uh, the one that Miranda and uh, Jason Aldean did. But uh, and I just realized is it kind that, of an answer look, song? Uh, not really. They actually were written about the same time, but neither one of them knew that it was being written around the same time. It's going to be a big one, I think, if if it gets the kind of attention that radio should give it here. Again, in this bro country era that we're in, I don't know how good a traditionalist like John Party is going to do. Let's talk about Jason Aldean. We were just mentioning him with the other song that he did with Miranda Lambert. Well, he's got his own album coming out in just a few weeks. November 22nd is a drop date for his new record. It's called Nine, and that's because it's in his ninth album. And it also is an album with an old-school soul and 16 interwoven tracks and an era of standalone singles and superstar EPs. That's how Jason Aldean himself described it. Do you think he really wrote all those big fancy words there, Precious? Well, honestly, he's, he's pretty good about things like that. But I've seen him speak in front of crowds, and he... He definitely could have a 50-50 chance of being able to say those words. Well, you know what? I'm going to give him the credit because if he can write the hit songs that he can, he can write a, a sentence. And and that's what he did there with, again, his words, an album with an old school soul and 16 interwoven tracks in an era of standalone singles and superstar EPs. Keep reaching for the stars, Jason Aldean. Oh, yes. And he, uh, as a matter of fact, a uh, couple of, wasn't too long ago he uh i was not in the country i was out of the country when he had a number one party for that the whiskey song back in may but you know he's the one thing about jason he has never ever changed producers and all the albums he's had he's had the same producer michael knox for every album well he's got something going i wouldn't change up one That's right. Bit. Don't fix it. It's not broke. Don't don't fix it. But you know, of course, Michael's daddy was a huge '50s pop star or rock and roll star. He, uh, Michael's daddy, is a guy named Buddy Knox who wrote and sang "Party Doll." You know, come along and be my party doll. Mm-hmm. Come along and be my party doll. Well, that was Michael's father. So it is a long list of good music. You know, just the family thing. So that's why, like I said, Michael is extremely talented like his daddy had been and you get someone that that helps bring the gold and the platinum and keeps the number ones i think this was his 19th number one i think was in may Hmm. i have to double check because i wasn't there but um yeah if it's not fixed don't break it if it's if it's if it's broken fix it but (laughs) apparently him and michael are the dynamic duo and has been through several million selling albums well the central georgians got a lot of great stuff going on and this new album coming out in late November. But this week, also a tough week for Jason Aldean. We just marked on Tuesday the second anniversary of that horrible shooting that happened out in Las Vegas on October 1st of 2017. Jason Aldean had just started singing When She Says Baby at the Route 91 Harvest Festival when that firing on the crowd happened and 58 people were killed and he was on stage singing when that happened there and I know we don't want to forget about our great country music fans who died there. 851 people injured during that concert there at Mandalay Bay Resort in Vegas. And Precious, have you heard anything more about that now that we've reached the two-year anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting, how it's impacting Nashville? Yeah, it actually, as a matter of fact, um, Jason does keep in contact with some of the victims. You know, the ones that's getting this, you know, that has to get some of the special treatments and the, mm-hmm. some of them are not be able to walk again. Golly. Some of them are paralyzed. I mean, so it's still 
a lot of people don't realize that it's still very much real. And uh, but Jason's management company, uh, like I said, stays in contact with the people. And so, you know, he does get updates about different ones who are getting their life finally back together, you know. And um, so the good thing is he I, and I think he was probably because uh, when he was on stage earlier this year at Country Radio Seminar, somebody had asked him about that. And he said, I, a day doesn't go by that I don't think about it. Do you know if he's returned to Vegas for a concert since this happened? I think he has. Because okay. I think they were trying to do a benefit concert. I think it was something like that. Uh, I can't tell you the date, but it, it seems like I remember it happening. Um, but like I said, he does stay in very close con- contact with some of the victims who were more seriously injured. You know, that that I've, that he has kept in contact with and gets updates. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he's still very much tied to that fateful day. Unfortunate for Jason Aldean. Unfortunate for everybody there in attendance. Just a horrible tragedy. A, a an event that should never have happened. Sometimes in life, things happen that we just never can figure out how and why. And that they're an example of that. But support Jason Aldean. You can go to his website, Jason Aldean, right now and pre-order the album. JasonAldean.com is that site. Check it out. Again, the new album set to come out on November 22nd. We have a lot more information that we're going to get to with Precious before we get out of here today. We also want to let you know before we go to break, the latest country airplay top five for the week ending September 30th. Checking in at number five is Cole Swindell, Love You Too Late. We have Carrie Underwood and Southbound and checking in at number four. Matt Stahls, Prayed For You, is at three. Dirks Bentley and Living at two. And number one, moving up from number two last week, is Chris Lane and I Don't Know About You. That's your Billboard Country Airplay Top 5 that's out right this very moment. As we go to break, we've got a trivia question for you to ponder throughout the break. This guy, born on October 2nd, 1948, he was a real cowboy and a career rodeo star and national bareback riding champion, selling his records from a pickup truck at rodeos before being introduced to Capitol and Liberty Records by his big fan, Garth Brooks. Can you name who this real cowboy turned country music star is? The answer is coming up with a little track from yesteryear of this singer. That's all ahead as we wrap up our Nashville Music Line with Precious Harris. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Too. Daddy didn't know what to do The banker came by the house one day Said he's gonna take the farm away Then mama came up with a plan Brother and me started up a band Sister put a sign on the roof Daddy bought a case of 90 proof Now we call it the 
Cadillac Ranch They're parking cars in the old bee patch There's a bar in the barn and the place stays packed Till the cows come home at Cadillac Ranch now that song there will get you fired up for sure. The biggest song, at least from a solo standpoint, in that singer's career. And who is that singer? Well, that's part of our trivia question we asked before the break. This is the Nashville Music Line Report here on the Y'all Show, closing out a Wednesday edition. I'm John Rawl, joined by Precious Harris right now on the All Southern Show. Precious, author of I Know Country, and she's also got the website Nashville Music Line. The question asked, this guy born October 2nd, 1948, a real country music singer, but also a real cowboy and a career rodeo star, and was a national bareback riding champion. And he started singing and sold his records from a pickup truck at rodeos before being introduced to Capitol Liberty Records by his big fan, Garth Brooks, and ended up having some records with that guy and also had a couple of his own solo albums. Can you name who this is, Precious Harris? Of course. He and I both had transplants, Chris LeDoux. Wow. What kind of transplant did he have? Because we know that Chris LeDoux sadly passed away many, many years ago. Did y'all have the same kind of transplant? No, he had a liver transplant, and I had a kidney transplant. Okay. But the medicine we were on is not good medicine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chris yeah, Ledoux passed away back in 2005, sadly, at the age of 56 years young. Yeah, that was, uh, and his son, you know, his son Ned Ledoux has actually got his first single out called Old Fashioned. Mm-hmm. He's got an album coming out called Next in Line, and it's out due out uh, the first week in November and produced by Mac, Mal- Mac McAnally. Oh, cool. Now, a lot of people knows Mac McAnally. He's nominated every year for musician of the year by the cma and the acms but he's also seen and he's a ginger (laughs) but he's usually seen on the right hand on the left hand side if you're facing the stage with uh jimmy buffett him and jimmy buffett he plays in jimmy buffett's band but he's also an incredible producer by his own right and an incredible musician from Belmont, Mississippi, in northeast Mississippi, and Tishmingo County, I want to say everybody, hello to everybody there in Mac McAnally country. But yes, that's great news to know. And and by the way, Garth Brooks, that big fan of Chris Ledoux, he would go on to team up with Chris Ledoux on what you're going to do with this cowboy. And then after Chris Ledoux's passing, he had the song Good Ride Cowboy as a tribute to Chris Ledoux, which, speaking of Mississippi... Precious, do you know where Chris Ledoux was born? Oh, I, I'm assuming Mississippi. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's a pretty good guess, but most people would never guess that this Western star, this guy who lived most of his life in Wyoming and died in Casper, Wyoming, was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh wow! All due because his father was all because his father was in the Air Force and stationed at Keesler Air Force Base at the time of little baby Chris Ledoux's birth. That's the connection there. But yes, Chris Ledoux, we lost him way too young, and luckily he had his record that lives on, and we are appreciative of that. Speaking of a guy whose music lives on on this day in country music, Elvis Presley made his one and only appearance at the Grand Ole Opry October second. 1954 he performed blue moon of kentucky keep on shining and precious that was not well received by the opry audience of 1954 how how in the world could that be well uh there was someone there uh there was the brothers there and one of the brothers um 
because it was so rocking. Uh, he said it was actually a disgrace to the Opry stage for him to be rocking that song so much when it shouldn't have been. Uh-huh. Uh, and it would, and he ended up not being invited back because the, uh, the, the actually the word was the Opry talent manager at the time told him to go back to truck driving. <laughs> well, guess what? Elvis got his revenge. Two weeks later, he went down to Shreveport, Louisiana, and appeared on the Grand Ole Opry's biggest competitor, the Louisiana Hayride, which loved his performance and signed him for 52 Saturday night appearances on that radio show, and that helped launch the legendary career of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Now, another great singer of yesteryear. We talked about him earlier when we were talking about John Party. Gene Autry, the singing cowboy, former owner of the Los Angeles Angels baseball team. He died three days before his 91, 91st birthday on October 2nd, 1998. And of course, Gene Autry, some of his songs include Back in the Saddle Again and the holiday favorites Here Comes Santa Claus. And I think he also sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and of course, just a great fixture in movies and just singing as well. Gene Autry passed away on this date in 1998. Hey, got some birthdays we want to acknowledge here, as this week we had birthdays back on September 30th. Eddie Montgomery, as he turned 56 years young. Marty Stewart was born September 30th, 1958. And then coming up at the end of this week, Leroy Van Dyke. Still performing at the age of 90, by the way, born October 4th, 1929. And on this week, October 4th, 1970, Trick Pony's Heidi Newfield. She turns, what is that, 49 years young. And I know you and Heidi hang out on occasion, Precious. Yes, I'm sorry, the name. So I've actually, um, I'm, it's so funny you should say that. Uh, I actually had reached out to her on private messenger because when it's music business related, I don't call her cell phone, even though I have it and things like that. I either go to her manager mm-hmm. and I had left her a message and manager to have, you know, that I needed to, we're going to be doing a breast cancer awareness in October. And I know she's a big, fa- uh, you know, big uh, charity for breast cancer survival. And uh, so I was going to get her to do our riders night. We got one coming up October the 14th. So yes, Miss Heidi used to park my car many years ago, and it and this was before I had my knees replaced. So I always had long dresses to my ankles. I looked like Pioneer Woman. On Wait, you already TV. told us you had what kind of transplant did you have? Kidney. Kidney. Kidney transplant. Uh-huh. Your knees replaced. Every, I have, yeah, I got a new body before I get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and you never have replaced that laugh, which we're very I'll appreciative. Never replaced my laugh. I know, and. Uh, but Miss Heidi, you know, she didn't realize that my legs was like polio. They call it renal renal rickets, but it's like renal polio. So I had always wore long dresses till I got my knees replaced and got my legs straightened. And so uh, anyway, but she said she used to remember that I would always give her money to park her car when some of the, you know, the bigger label heads wouldn't ever pay her because she used to park the cars at this big famous place called Sammy B's, which is like the place to go on the road. It was everybody's hangout. It was so wonderful. So anyway, but when she found out, she said, I cannot believe that. But I told her, I said, I would save my money if I was by myself and drink water. So I would have enough money to pay her for parking my car because I appreciated her because it was such a hard job for me to walk very far, you know. And then when I go to lunch with Merle Kilgore, who wrote Ring of Fire and managed and carried Hank 
Williams Sr.'s bag when he was 14, which how he got involved in the industry. He was uh, became a roadie for Hank Sr., and later on, he became Hank Jr.'s manager. And uh, But anyway, he would take me to lunch, and I wouldn't have to worry about it. I would give Heidi $5 and park my car because I was in the big good time then. <laughs> but, yeah, she and I have been friends forever, and she never forgot it. She never forgot me. She said, I never forgot you. You were one of the very few people which I knew that you probably couldn't afford it, but you always made sure that I had money in my hand when I would park your car. And I thought, that's very nice, and she was exactly right. I better stay away from Heidi Neufeld because I got a feeling she might remember the one and only time I went to Sammy B's and she's like, yeah, you didn't tip me. <laughs> you probably didn't know to. <laughs> no, believe it or not, I don't think I ever certainly used her services because I'm not a guy that valet parks. If I can help it, I think it's just easier to just go park, even if it's a couple blocks away, than the fool with the whole line and getting your car afterward. And maybe I'm just cheap, precious. Oh, you could be. But you know what? There was never a line, honestly. There was really wasn't a line unless it was, well, you know, like, you know, some of the executives would do it because they didn't want to walk in the nice hot sun with a three-piece suit on. But, yeah, and then, um, you know, like I said, I've known Heidi for years, and I grew up with her, and, and she's got a new record coming out, new album. I'm sorry. Like I said, she gave me a little teaser record, so we're waiting for the big one to come out. They've got a couple more things to tweak, but I'm excited. It is so flipping good with her raspy voice that she's got and uh yesterday i wanted to wish happy anniversary to my former employer teddy gentry from alabama him and his wife and i want to say it's 50 years this year is their wedding anniversary because <laughs> they were their anniversary is the same as my husband and uh, my anniversary october the first so i want to wish them a belated happy anniversary for sure and it might have been 50 years for teddy owen there in fort Payne, alabama that is awesome awesome news if indeed it was the 50th or if it's even close to that what a great job hey if you've been married to a member of the group alabama or any kind of successful country music act for i would say more than a year you've done something right because it ain't easy being married to a a musician that's on the road all the time yeah not that i would know i've never been married to a musician on the road but i just know it's got to be tough Precious, a guy that's been on the road a lot is Mark Chestnut, and I think he's gone through at least one marriage in his life. And he's got a new album that's going to be coming out soon, his first vinyl LP, Live from the Honky Tonk. And that comes out in just a couple of days, October 15th. And Mark Chestnut out of Beaumont, Texas, produced this, and it was pressed on 180-gram vinyl with 12-side showcase live performances of the string of hits that made Mark Chestnut a star in the 1990s with songs like Old Country, Too Cold at Home, and I'll Think of Something. And it's just going to be awesome to hear new music from Mark Chestnut. Again, on a vinyl LP, you can get it at markchestnut.com. Can't wait to get my hands on that one. Me neither. I love him. And, of course, you know, my husband's a vinyl head. So, yeah, very much so. Well, Precious, I love him more than you do, and I can prove it. I worked worked in country music radio starting in 1988, and Mark Chestnut, I don't think his debut came out until 1990. So I was already working in country radio, and when I first heard the song Too Cold at Home, even though I was a disc jockey, I actually called in to a competitive radio station that did one of those contests where they take the most calls and have a poll, and I called in multiple times to vote for Too Cold at Home because I wanted to hear that darn song again. It was so great. And guess what? 30 years later, Too Cold at Home is still awesome. 
Oh, I know. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs of his. And of course, he used to run around the Longhorn. You know, we used to see him a lot when we were in Nashville, you know, when he wasn't on the road because yeah. he was, you know, he's from Beaumont. Him and Clay Walker and Tracy Bird. And there's one more have a brain fart from Beaumont. They were on that little clique and they kept coming up here getting, you know, they were all this, this sort of like the Muscle Shows bloodline down there. Somebody, what's in the water in Beaumont was a joke in the 90s because they had Mark Chestnut, then they had, um, Tracy Bird, and that one, I Clay Walker. Mm. They had one more, and I have a brain fart. I don't know. I don't remember a fourth one. I think three's a crowd. In fact, Tracy Bird always said, "Well, I'm really not from Beaumont. I'm actually don't tell anybody. I'm from Vider, Texas, which is <laughs> a couple miles outside of Beaumont, and maybe a little bit on the uh, white trash side. I think I got that right. I apologize, Vider, Texas, if I." threw you under the bus there this song and this album for mark chestnut this new vinyl recorded at the trap which is in nashville i haven't heard of the trap yeah the trap is a studio here in nashville a lot of the the what i call the my you've heard of microbreweries where people just decide to build, build, build micro their own beer and little spots for people to try well there is micro studios popping up because the big conglomerate studios that were five thousand to ten thousand dollars a day is slowly going away because artists can't afford it because of all the illegal downloading of music they don't have these big quarter of a million budgets to cut a record like they used to have 10 years ago so a lot of the micro studios are coming up and you still get the same quality it's just in a smaller fa- smaller space but yeah it's one of the one of the new micro studios that's popped up in the last little bit well, you're just like one of those micro studios. We have great quality coming from Precious Harris each and every time we get her here on the Y'all Show and provides our Nashville Music Line report. Precious, thank you very much for the great information today, and you have yourself a great week, ma'am. Thank you, sir, and I'll be here next week with some good news. I'll give you a little hint. It's about Thomas Rhett. Ooh, Thomas oh, ooh. Rhett. Yeah, wow. Thomas Rhett. Can't so, wait for uh, that one. Well, that's coming up next week. Thank you, Precious. Next week. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that will conclude our Wednesday. Y'all, you stick around here on Thursday. We're going to have some great information coming your way, some great guests. We have a very special guest coming to us via Greenville, South Carolina. They've got a big event in a couple of days called Fall for Greenville, and we'll let you know what all that event entails as we have a special guest from upstate South Carolina joining us on our Festive South feature on the Thursday, y'all. Plus, we'll go to Tuscaloosa on Thursday's show. For our SEC report, we'll go to Alabama Crimson Tide insider Ryan Fowler. He hosts the afternoon radio show, The Game, on Tide 100.9 FM in Tuscaloosa. And boy, he's going to fire up you if you're a Crimson Tide fan. He's going to fire you up if you hate Alabama, because I bet you he's going to say something to get your feathers rattled. I promise you that. Look out, Tennessee fans. I think he's got something special for you. All, and Auburn fans, of course, too. All that on our SEC report on the Thursday, y'all. And speaking of football, don't forget, come Friday, we'll have the Y'all Kickoff Show. Two hours getting you ready for college football Saturday. All right here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. If you're-
you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. I'm jumping in with my clothes off. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.